Hello there and welcome to Impact Podcast. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 declares the man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. This podcast exists to build lives and empower destinies through the breaking of the bread of the word of God through the very many insightful and impactful teachings that will be featured on the podcast. Our aim is to see lives built and destinies impacted to the end that kingdom come. We're glad that you're here. I pray that you'll be blessed by today's teaching and every other episode that we will be featured while you're here. Please do well to subscribe, like, share, and make sure that you do not just benefit alone, but also have other people benefit from what you'll be hearing today. And now to today's episode. Sit back and relax and enjoy what we have for you today. God bless you. Hello friends and welcome to today's episode of Impact Podcast. My name is Pastor George and as always I am delighted to spend the next few minutes of your time as we break the bread of God's word together. Again I am delighted to kickstart your day and your week with you. Uh, friends, by the grace of God, this will be episode 3 of season 2 of the Impact Podcast. It's my hope and prayer that everyone before now and even this one will be a blessing to you. Today I'm going to be looking at a topic I've entitled The Underdog. The Underdog. Do you know that there is trend in being an underdog? Now that's what we're going to be exploring today. Come with me to the book of John chapter 16. I'll read verse 16 to probably 22 and then we will kickstart our discourse from there. John, the gospel according to St. John, chapter 16, uh, and from verse 16 and then to 22. Ready? Now let's read his word. He says, A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. Why? Because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he said unto us? A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me. And because I go to the Father, they said, therefore, what is this that he said? A little while? We cannot tell what he said. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do you inquire amongst yourselves of that I said? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again a little while, and ye shall see me. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice, and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into a joy. A woman, when she is in travail, had sorrow, because her, her, her hour, sorry, is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she'll remember it no more, the anguish for the joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can take it from you. That last, that last sentence or that last phrase is a prophetic word. Can I just say it again to your hearing? Listen to me closely. He says, and your joy no man can take from you. 
I'll say it again. And your joy, no man can take from you. I feel like camping out there, but I'm going to move on. But let me say one more time before we proceed. And your joy, declare it to yourself. My joy, no man can take from me. I decree and declare that my joy, no man can take from me. No man, no man, no man can take your joy because it doesn't come from man. And man would not be able to take it away. Your joy comes from the Lord. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Once again, I declare that your joy no man can take from you. Now, talking about the underdog, um, do you know that the scripture above refers to the dead? Barrier and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus was trying to uh, explain to them, even though it's in some kind of parable. It looks a little bit um, shrouded, if you will, in some wise or provocative statements. And so it wasn't said in plain language, but it was really referring to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, you must understand that every underdog that makes it to the top has been on the ground for a while or for a season. Every underdog that ever makes it to the top, what you must understand is that that underdog have had a season when he or she or they or them have been on the ground for a while. The other point that I wanted to note is that uh, every underdog that makes it to the top has learned to maximize the potentials and opportunities that lies or are found on the ground. Now, first I said that every underdog that makes it to the top has been on the ground for a season. Secondly, I said to you that every underdog that makes it to the top has learned to maximize the potentials and the opportunities that lies or are found on the ground. Mm. Success, uh, the success power of the underdog lies on the ground. That's the other point, the third point I wanted to keep note, take note of, is that the success power of the underdog lies on the ground. There is something that lies on the ground. Now, I want to let you know this morning, don't let, I want to charge you, don't let the devil see you coming. Don't let the devil see you coming. Jesus says, uh, for a little while you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. Why? Because I go to the Father. Don't let the devil see you coming. Now, let's, let's, let's talk about the relationship of the tree and the underground power. A tree or trees and the underground power. Now, you know and much as I know that the trees in winter sheds her leaves for the most part. Trees in winter uh, sheds their, shed their leaves. But while they shed their leaves that we all can see, what we do not see is that while the trees are shedding their leaves, uh, their roots go deeper downwards. Yes, the tree in winter sheds her leaves, but sends her roots downwards. Most spiritual truths in scripture are described in agricultural terms. Did you know that? The most spiritual truths in, in scripture are described in agricultural terms. Uh, yeah. 
uh, being on the ground carries some pains. Yes, for for one to be on the ground, one to be unnoticed, one to be uh, really on the ground, hidden on the earth, uh, on the earth, there is some pains in, that it carries, and this pain holds the key to the above ground euphoria. So the underground pain holds the key to the above ground euphoria. I'll say it again. The underground pain holds the key to the above ground euphoria. There are three lessons we must learn from trees. Number one, that a tree, especially in winter, are committed to their position. Commitment to their position. When a tree is planted, you don't see a tree that is really a tree hopping from one position to another. Any tree that changes position or hops from one position to another will never be able to make it to maturity and may never, if I not even may, will never be able to bear fruit because it takes commitment to a position or stability to, for that tree to grow, to draw, to have the nucleoside strength that comes from its root that is buried and stable on the ground. And then it begins to grow through a process of time until it begins to produce fruit. So trees that really bear fruit are committed to their position. Secondly, there is what we call commitment to their purpose. Trees are committed to their purpose. There is a reason a mango tree will not suddenly change to become an orange tree. An orange tree will not change every year to become a guava tree. So one year it's a mango tree, the next year becomes a, uh, an, a guava tree, and the next year an orange tree becomes a mango tree. It does not happen. Not only are they committed to their position, they are committed to their purpose. Number three, trees are committed to their pain. Trees are committed to their pain. They're committed to their position. They're committed to their purpose. And they're committed to their pain. The pain that comes with being uh, planted where they're planted. Yeah, some are perennial trees and some are annual trees. Annual trees are the ones that bear fruit every year. Perennial trees are the ones that take long to grow, take long to, to develop. But then, I'm sorry, annual trees are the ones that obviously in the space of one year, they begin to produce fruit. But perennial trees take long, you know, and that comes with pain. It takes a while before they begin to produce fruit. So every tree, depending on what tree it is, has to be committed to its position, to its purpose, and to its pain. Now, the underground strength of truth, of the roots of any tree, is the key to its ability to withstand the pain of seasonal changes while staying committed to its position. Hence, the passion and the drive to fulfill its purpose in due season. I know I said it mouthful. Let me say it again. The underground strength of the roots of the tree, the underground strength of the roots of the tree, it's the key to its ability to withstand the pain of seasonal changes while staying committed to its position. Hence, the passion and the drive to fulfill its purpose when in due season.
there. The roots have to go down. And its ability to withstand the pain from season to season, from winter to summer, or to, from winter uh, to spring, and then to summer and to autumn or fall, and then the circle goes around again, staying committed to his position, regardless of the changes in season, it is what helps it to fulfill its purpose when its season of bearing fruit comes. Can I say to you, stay, stay rooted and you will see that which God has put inside of you come to fruition. Now, I also want you to know that there is the gain that comes from being rooted. There is the gain of pain now. The gain of pain, the gain of pain. Do you remember, Do you did you know that the cure or the treatment or even remedy for a snake bite is taken from the venom of the snake? Yes, the very same poison that the snake injects into someone when it bites someone, it's what is taken or part of it is used in producing the cure for snake bite. So one has a snake bite and they, you go to the hospital and they want to inject you with some kind of cure for the pains of snake bite or from the, yeah, what could arise from snake bite? Part of what is injected into your body or what is it, the substance that is injected into your body contains the same venom that you're trying to fight. Example, the polio virus. The polio virus, to fight polio, the polio vaccine contains an element of the polio virus. So what they inject inside of you really is the same virus, a portion, a quantity of the same virus they're trying to treat. Chicken pox, for instance, the virus of chicken pox, also the vaccines for that has contains in it a, 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 a the, the same virus that such an individual are trying to cure. It goes on and on and on. Even the COVID-19 pandemic that we just came from, if you go and read that in case you do not know, part of the virus uh, that we're suffering, it, or the, the world it was hit with, uh, it's also used in making it vaccine. Um, there is the cure and the treatment for snake bite is always fun. This is the gain of pain, the gains of pain. People, they will often inject you with the same pain you're trying to get rid of. They take the cure from the very thing you were running from and use it as power to get you through. So that now you can walk through it and not be affected by it because you have been there and done that and now you have got the victory. That the thing you're running away from, the thing that, 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 that has brought you pain and shame and it's the same pain that somehow God uses to strengthen you, to make you all that as you go through it, now you walk through it and you are no longer affected by it because you've been there and done that, and not only because you've been there and done that, but there is a victory that comes from that. The place of your knockdown is a place where you get up from. You don't get knocked down in one position and get up from another position. Where you are knocked down, it's where you stand from. Where you're knocked down is where you stand from. And if you stand from there and go on to win the fight, that's the game of the pain that you've had. 
Some things you don't get out of books, but life experience. Uh, going through it, I will give you some power, some staying power. Can I ask you, could it be possible that the things that you and I may have gone through or going through, even at this time, uh, 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 it's a blessing in disguise? Some power that you and I could use for somebody else. I'm just wondering, could it be possible that your destiny incorporates the place of pain and agony? Could it be possible that the passion necessary to make you effective in life is right from the greatest pains and maladies and predicaments you've been through? Friends, God wants to use you in the area you've suffered pain and trauma. God wants to use you in the area where you suffered your greatest pain as a tool for service to other people. I want to let you know that your pain counts. Your pain counts. Your pain has got gains. Uh, and I say to you, get on the ground. Get on the ground. Your pain may have looked like a mess. However, friends, I come to let you know today that the mess is part of the process of your progress. Yeah, your pain may have looked like a mess. However, I want you to know that your mess is part of the process of your progress. When you come out of the place, uh, like that, out of the place of your pain, you have power. You have emboldenment, emboldenment. Uh, you have some kind of strength. Uh, you are not easily pushed aside and deterred uh, or discouraged. Uh, but you have the greatest determination to push forward for success and to be used of God like you have never been used before. You serve an undercover God. You are not the only one who goes on the ground. You are not the only one who is an underdog, who operates as an underdog at, the, at, at some point in time. You serve a God who also goes undercover, who goes on the ground for a season. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 15 to 19. John 14, 15 to 19, the Bible says it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. When the world cannot receive, whom the world cannot receive, but it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you yet a little while. And the world seeth me no more. But you see me because I leave. You shall leave also. Because I leave, you shall leave also. But here's what I'm going to. You say, but you know for but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So first I used to be with you, but now I am going to be in you. There was a season when I was with you. Everybody saw me with you. I was walking with you. I was accompanying you wherever you go or I accompanied you wherever you go. But now we're coming to a season where I'm going in you. So when I was with you, I was seeing uh, visibly. But when I go in you, it's God undercover. When God goes in you, he goes undercover. That the enemy who told, okay, I used to see him with the Lord, and all of a sudden, it looks like he's alone. That's the greatest 
undoing that the enemy can do to himself. Because when I see me alone, to make no mistake about it, I am not alone. I have a God who used to be with me, but now is in me. You might not see him, but he's in me. He dwelleth in me before. He used to dwell with me, but now he's undercover in me. And when you see me, Satan, you think I'm alone. When Satan sees you, he thinks you are alone and he thinks he can attack. But what he does not realize or does not realize is that you have a God that is now residing in you. He's gone undercover in you. He's gone undercover in you. That's what the Bible says. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. For the greater one lives inside of you. Friends, you're not alone. Friends, you're not by yourself. You have a God that is on the cover inside of you. That when an enemy tries to buffet you and come against you in different ways, look within. There is a mighty man in battle inside of you. There is a mighty man of war inside of you. There is a great I am that I am inside of you. There is a redeemer, the savior, the one that gives you the strength and the tenacity to pick up yourself and keep on fighting on her. You might look like an underdog, but there is an undercover God inside of you. He was with you, but now he's in here. He's in here. The power is in here. The strength is in you. The ability is in you. The conquering power is in you. The overcoming power is in you. Ooh. However, the strength is in your roots. The strength is in your roots. The tree that bears fruit on the outside does not just produce fruit without roots. No tree bears fruit without roots. Before the tree can bear fruit that everybody sees, it has to have roots that goes on the ground that nobody sees. The strength is in your roots. Yeah, I have fruits on the outside, but make no mistake about it, I also have roots on the ground. <laughs> you don't see the roots because uh, you, if you just pay attention to the fruit, you will miss it. Uh, the thing that empowers uh, the tree to produce a fruit is what you don't see. It's on the ground. It's the root that goes down in search of nutrients, uh, that goes down tapping into an unseen power, the undercover power, the hidden power, the underground, underground power. It is that underground power that travels uh, on the inside of the tree to every branch, every stem, every branch, and then in season it begins to produce fruit. You don't see what is happening inside of the tree, but there is power going up and down. There is nutrients flooding and flowing through it. Child of God, the Spirit of the Lord is inside of you. The devil might not see what is going on inside of you, but there is power within. There is the anointing of God flowing inside of you, which empowers you and emboldens you to bear fruit in different areas and aspects and facets of your life. There is strength in your root. It is the root that you send down worlds into the word of God, into the power of God that pulls nutrients for you. Hence the Bible says, except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it does, the Bible says, it bringeth forth much fruit. Except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. But if it does, 
If it dies when it goes underground, when it dies is if it goes undercover. When it dies is when it's buried in the ground and you don't see it for a season. But because you don't see me for a season, flourishing on the outside does not mean I don't have no roots. You might just be confused because the roots are going down. Let your roots keep going down and down and down. Sooner or later, there's going to be fruit on the outside. Now, do you not remember that the height of every building you see is determined by the depth of its foundation? The height of every building you see is determined by the depth of its foundation. It is not the fanciness of my looks above ground that makes me who I am, but the strength of my roots on the ground. <laughs> that sounds so nice. I'm going to say it again. It is not the fanciness of my looks above ground that makes me who I am, but the strength of my roots on the ground. It is what makes me who I am. What makes you who you are? Is it the fanciness of your looks above ground or is it the strength of your roots? On the ground. Friends, I come to stay to challenge you that we need to send our roads downwards. We need to get stronger roads of prayer, stronger roads of fasting, stronger roads in the word of God, stronger roads in giving, stronger roads in giving, in soul winning, stronger roads in our personal lives, stronger roads in, in what God has called it to do, stronger roads in the place of prayer, in his presence. Get deeper with God. Get deeper in prayer. Get deeper in his word. As you do, you begin to get that tenacity, that ability to stay committed to your position, committed to your purpose, and committed to your pains. Your pains, your purpose, your position, and your pains. Send your roots downwards. Send your roots downwards. Get deeper in the place of prayer. Get closer with God. It just have that time of intimate relationship with God. Send your roots downwards. We pay a lot of attention on the fruits on the outside and pay less attention to the roots on the ground. There is an activity on the ground. There is a network of things going on on the ground. It is what happens on the ground that empowers what you see above ground. You see a 20-story building, a 24-floor building. It's not just the fanciness of what is outside, but the strength of that building lies in its foundation. If the foundation is not solid enough to handle 24 stories, it will collapse. If the foundation is only built for a two-story building, you dare not put 10 floors on it. It will collapse. You see a high-rise? Oh, look down, look down, look down. The strength the strength is on the ground. The strength is on the cover. The strength is hidden inside of you. Once again, I say to you, greater one lives inside of you than he that lives in the world. Greater one lives inside of you than he that lives in the world. Why is it necessary for me to send my roots downwards? When you grow deeper and stronger in the Lord, we excel higher and greater. When you grow deeper and stronger, you excel higher and greater. When you grow deeper and stronger, you excel higher 
and greater. When you grow deeper and stronger, you will go higher and greater. When you go deeper and stronger, you will go higher and greater. Can I prophesy to you? You're going deeper and stronger because God's going to take you higher and greater. You are going higher and greater. You are going higher and greater. Now, when you grow deeper and stronger, we're moving leaps and bounds. <laughs> so shall it be for you. May you go higher and greater. When you go grow deeper and stronger, you excel higher and greater. When you grow deeper and stronger, you're moving leaps and bounds. And when you grow deeper and stronger, we become better, bigger, and bolder. We become better, bigger, and bolder. Child of God, friends, I come to declare to you by the power in the name of Jesus and by the authority in the blood of the Lamb, I decree and declare, come up hither. Go higher and greater. Go higher and greater. Go higher and greater. You are going higher and greater. You are moving in leaps and bounds. You are moving in leaps and bounds. You are taking giant strides. You are taking giant strider. You are doing what you could not do before. You are excelling where you failed before. Child of God, I decree and declare, go higher go greater, go in leaps and bounds, get better, get bigger, get bolder, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, may this be the week for you, when you go higher and greater, may this be the week for you, when you move in leaps and bounds, may this be the week for you, when you get better, get bigger, and get bolder, in the name of Jesus, the hand of the Lord is upon you, the grace of God is upon you, you. The power of God is inside of you. You are not just an underdog, you are an underdog that is on top. You are a God, you have a God that is on the cover inside of you. It is the undercover power of God that propels you on the outside to the masterpiece that you are, to the masterpiece that you are, to the high fancy edifice that you are, spiritually speaking. And I decree and declare you shall excel, you shall flourish like a palm tree, you shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. You will be all that God has called you to be. Go into this week and excel. Go into this week and prosper. Go into this week and be all that God has called you to be. But remember, send your roots downwards. For when you grow deeper and stronger, you will excel higher and greater. Secondly, when you grow deeper and stronger, you will move in leaps and bounds. When you grow deeper and stronger, you become better, bigger, and bolder. Till I come in here again, I remain yours truly, Pastor George. Keep on winning. The Lord bless you. Have yourself a great week.